Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that drove, that's my medicine. I've never been afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. HQ up in this bitch. Yes, sir. We are back with another episode for you this week, and we got my man, Mr. Will, up in this joint with us. How you doing? How you doing? Yes, man. Return. Special yes, sir. Return. Yes, sir. Returning once again. And this week, we are about to bring you another album review, a uh, classic album review for Jay-Z's Blueprint. The Blueprint. I think it's circa 2003 or something shit like 2001, that. 2001. 2001? Yeah, 2001. Wow. And as stated before this episode, I before uh, we reviewed this joint, I had actually never listened to this album. Believe yes. it or not. Yes, I was actually very surprised. I'm not uh, a Jay fan, but, but it's one of his heard a couple of them. No, no, that's it's funny that that's that's what, what I was telling y'all before the show that uh, even though I had never sat down and listened to the album, a lot of the, especially the beats, because you know, like beats, especially like in this era where a lot of them were like samples and shit. Yeah, I feel right. like samples really stick to you a lot of the time more than you know lyrics or whatever. That's so, facts. Um, I mean, it's about the beats now, mostly. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. definitely but, um, but, but yeah, so, so definitely, a lot of these beats, I definitely, like, it, I definitely heard it before. I mean, a lot of these songs made it actually to to get a lot of airplay on the radio. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I feel like this is one of those albums, like, like you said before, whether you've actually heard it or not, like, you have an idea of the majority of the album. Oh yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. So, but uh, why don't we just go ahead and jump into uh, this uh, this album review with the first track, which is "The Rulers Back." Um, uh, what y'all think about it? I think it was a good opening track. Um, I think the, uh, the little trumpets that come in, like, at the, uh, little horns or whatever that come in at the hook are mm-hmm. pretty tight. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of sounds like, you know, the man is back. Like, you know, it sounds official. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, I fuck with the joint though. Nah, I feel you. I feel you for sure. Uh, what about you, Will? Yeah, I kind of like mostly, like, the, the beat of it. Yeah, then the rather than, like, all of what he's saying in the wordplay. Yeah. I definitely don't. Yeah, like know a lot, but I remember the beat off. Yeah, so definitely like the beat off. Yeah, no, the beat off this joint was always dope. I always thought it was a pretty good opening track Hell for yeah. this album. Yeah. Um, and it's like honestly, like as soon as this album opens, there's like so many good memories that like just kind of come flooding oh, back good. because it was like 2001. That was like the end of my senior year, the beginning of my freshman year of oh, college. Man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so good. it's like a lot of shit happened in that time frame yeah, while yeah. this album was out. Yeah. Uh, plus I like you said, I really love the horns on this joint i think that they're fucking dope as hell yeah and i, I want to say that he gives a lot of advice throughout the yeah. first this track yeah he does and, and you know it's funny that that's one of the, one of the things that i was telling my brother um because like i said I, I i've never really listened to a jay album really like that mm-hmm. um so i never really knew what the fuck jay really talked about you know obviously if, if i wasn't really listening to him mm-hmm. so um i don't know i just like really listen to the show I was like okay I see why Jay became who he is today by listening to an album like this because I feel like he talks a lot about shit that like you know ignorant niggas probably wouldn't really want to hear yeah well I mean I, f- I really feel like this whole album I mean not just this song but this whole album kind of straddles like him talking like really fondly about his past and him like a lot of the hustling shit that he did and a lot mm. of family shit and then a lot of the current shit that was going yeah. on at that time because yeah. there was a lot going on at that time i mean rockefeller right. records was one of the biggest record yeah. companies on the planet like they had some of the greatest talent in the game yeah. in, in, in the 2001 era so like i thought it was a really good um 
a really balanced album. Uh, yeah. But again, I think that this song is it was a really good way yeah. to start the yeah, album. I, I think I think so too. Um, they, like the beat is captivating when we actually hear about it. Like <clears throat> it doesn't matter really what what they say. Yeah, is that that beat just brings you in? It draws you yeah. in. So the flow can match the beat. If you're on par with the beat, then it's like it doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. You know what I mean? You yeah. Can, but but even so, I feel like Jay came uh, came correct on this joint. Oh yeah. So um, facts all around. Just I think a good opening song. Exactly, me. for sure. Uh, now number two is Takeover, and that's a song that we are all, all quite like familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was part of the whole back and forth beef between Nas and Jay Z. Yeah. Now on on Takeover, Nas wasn't the only target. I'm about to say who who was it that was the? Uh, he also went after uh, what he went after Mob Deep on the second verse. Yeah, okay. Uh, I I know the third verse is definitely towards Nas. The first verse, I'm struggling right now i don't remember if it was definitely towards nas or if it was towards anybody else but for sure he got some jabs in mob deep at that point because he started talking about uh i think it was um oh god what, uh da, 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 da. i can't remember the other guy's name now and, and it's havoc and who um prodigy prodigy uh prodigy apparently used to do ballet or some shit like that and that's how oh, okay. all the the ballet pictures and things that he was right. talking about came out and it was like right. a big scandal back but in the day wasn't he in like Juilliard's or something like that? Like, or, I think he was. Like art school. Yeah, he was in some was type of performing whole, art school. Was mm-hmm. that the whole Summer Jam thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, little uh, mm-hmm. ballerina pictures? Yes, exactly. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So there was, it was a lot of crazy shit behind it, but the beat to this joint is fucking hard. Like, you cannot yeah. deny it. Like, I fucking love the beat to this yeah, song. Me too. And <laughs> I love it because I was going back and listening to the song now. Um, when you um hear the the one uh line the army uh better yet a navy that's a like rihanna took that line yeah. later on and i didn't realize that that was a jay-z line at first because it's right. been so long since i heard it right but um i also um you made it a hot line i made it a hot song again like you were saying before we started the podcast like the quotables on this joint oh, yeah, are yeah. just all over the place and Hell that's yeah. definitely one of yeah. them yeah definitely so but it- now but I feel as if like a lot of JC of what he used to say or his older albums, they almost all of them has like a lot of quotable shit. In there. That's very true because yeah. he has a lot of things that he says that that can relate to like you know the hustler that he embodies a hustler because that's what he did. You know what I'm saying? He made so much money from hustling. That's how he got into the rap game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but then he gets you with the he's a hustler also by money by trade by flipping Rockaway and mm-hmm. doing all this. He's he's a a hell of a fucking mogul, you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. at that time he was also the. Uh, they started getting him to be the um, the president of Def Jam. I think he started yeah. becoming the president of Def Jam around that time. So, right. it's another thing. No, nah, definitely. And um, I don't know. I, I think this is a really good uh, diss song. Honestly, just all in all. Yeah. Um, I think like even though I heard this one later, I, I feel like um, like I wasn't like I had heard that you know Jay and Nas had gone back and forth, but I had never really heard uh, Takeover. Yeah. But I had heard Ether before. And you know, obviously, everybody talks about ether because ether became almost like a, a thing. Like, oh yeah, ether. It, it was like massive. A, it was a like, thing. Right. That was another radio one. Like, it was on the radio for a while, mm. or at least it may, it may not have been a radio single, but DJs played it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But see, that, that, that's the whole thing. I, I feel like Takeover is 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 up there with uh with ether to me. I don't think no, they're definitely up there. I just personally think that ether was a more harder song. Like I yeah. think that it was a little bit of a better song. Now I like again, Takeover is great, but he spent an entire three minutes going at Jay Z, period. And Jay Z went at him for about half of, of he Takeover. Went at him hard though, he though. did. I'm not saying that he didn't, but it's just like it's he a little at, 
it's it's a little harder when your whole focus is on one nigga versus when you're splitting your focus between different niggas That's on true. job. That's Not true. saying that he didn't hit either one of them hard as shit, but I think that because of the laser focus of Ether, I think and that made it a better track. And I think that the Ether, uh, I don't know, maybe the Ether beat. I like the Ether <laughs> beat too. Hell yeah. yeah, nah, it's hard. It is, and th- when he says when y'all out, it's like y'all rock hope. How's it go? <laughs> Yeah, I rock hoes. Yeah, rock, rock fellas. fellas. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, God, that was a low yeah, blow, especially yeah, at that was. time because there was mad rumors about Jay Z maybe yeah. being a little, little, little something. So like, that was a that was a real heavy blow. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Nah, definitely. But um, man, all around, like you were saying, the beat is fucking vicious. Though. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a dark, just like aggressive beat. Mm-hmm. And another Kanye beat on the joint. So, um, and it's just like opening salvo after opening salvo. It's just like, bam, he dropped a bomb with the first one. Bam, immediately hit you in the face with the next yeah. one. You're like, oh shit, what the fuck? Hey, I was going to ask you, um, what the fuck started the whole Jay-Z and Nas beef, you know? I really don't. Like, I can't remember off the top of my head what the hell it was. Do you remember? Nah, I do not. I could. I think later on, I think they revealed it was just like for publicity or some shit, maybe. Yeah, or it was something stupid that yeah. kind of like blew up, like yeah, some nigga shit. Though, pretty so. much, yeah. pretty much some nigga shit, like a pretty much. Yeah. Stepped on my right. Jordans type shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped on my sneakers, dog. We done fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. The next one is uh, number three, Izzo, which is I think it was, if I read correctly, uh, the first single from this joint. Yeah, I think um, it was. Uh, which is also another Kanye West produced beat. Yep. Yes, sir. So, um, I think this is the album that really brought out Kanye West. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, for the first time. Hell yeah. And, and you, you could say that, um, that, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the beats that are like, I guess, really prominent on this, uh, on this album are Kanye produced. Yeah, very much. Like a lot of the ones that like really, especially the ones that, that, you know, have samples in it. Mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean that man is the king of sampling, so nah, he, he he signed to rock, so you already know he's oh, gonna yeah. exploit them, the but abilities I'm, of his. But but again, can. like when he came out, when he first came out as the producer, like he was the rock's producer, like he yeah. produced everything for everyone. Those yeah. are the hits that everyone had. Exactly, it, like everyone's yeah. hits were came from Kanye. Like, ha- yeah, about to say having a Kanye beat at that time was like it was ridiculous. Yeah, instant hit, especially if he was on rock. Yeah, exactly. And it was so weird because at that point <clears throat> he was so new. It was almost like having a Timberland beat or having a Neptune's beat. You know, right. it's just like automatically you get a Kanye beat. You you nine times out of ten you're gonna have a hit. Right, right. Nah, definitely. So yeah, no. Nah, but this joint, I, I I fuck with this joint. Um, obviously this is one of the songs that I had heard beforehand. Um, probably one of his bigger songs. I would yeah, say. for um, sure. So no, nah, but definitely a good song. Yeah. Um, yeah and uh, like you said it was a big radio hit so i feel like we don't really have to go too deep into it um but uh let's go ahead and go into number four uh girls 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 another big radio hit uh i will love say that like while this is not my favorite song on this album it is a great story yeah because it's very much a story and him describing all of the different chicks that he has under his wing at that point not only that but the fucking beat is fucking sick yeah yeah that like if everything from the little uh the voice the little uh sample in the background mm-hmm. to the actual man the whole joint is fucking vicious the sample is fucking vicious dog. like yeah. i love the beat is the beat is sick and the producer's mind if i if i was looking like this at like a video i could see like the opening credits of a movie right and you yeah. see like, the tires start spinning yeah and the, the wide lens start popping out and you see the car just drifting because the instrumental to this joint is so smooth man. hell yeah True. that is sick it's dog. like 
it's like it brings embodies like the old of the 60s 70s that that, that soulful voice and we got that no beat it's well yeah like if you think about it that's what the majority of those samples came from at that point with when it came to kanye it was all something from the 60s and the 70s it was all soul music so. yeah, right so yeah you could definitely hear it from yeah but not definitely uh, uh like you said another another radio hit another this is definitely one of the songs that I had definitely heard before. I want to say I had I have I've heard other artists uh, rap on this joint as well, which I'm not. I wouldn't be too surprised. On the girls, girls, girls joint. I want to say I have. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know for sure. But I mean, I'm sure there's some freestyles out there. You yeah, know, I don't I don't think I've ever really heard anything. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever heard anybody like rhyme on that joint. Not even as a freestyle, but I'm sure it exists. I mean, right, true. people rhyme all over shit all yeah, the time. So yeah, all the time. Yeah. They ruined the record song. Yeah, no, nah, bro. Definitely, definitely <laughs> like, we should have just left it alone. I definitely agree on that. Okay, what about uh number five, Jigga That Nigga? This is one of the with the, the first, well, the joke we were just playing before, the Timberland producer. Yeah. <laughs> dog, I swear, dog, this, this is, if there's a joint that shows this album's age, it's this fucking, uh, this song right here, dog. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. I'm just fucking sorry, dog. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of this song, dog. Um, I, I, I used to fuck hard with this song back in the day. Uh, it's not, it's kind of like, I've grown away from it these days. I guess you could say it is one of the ones that does seem the most dated on this joint. Uh, I guess because of the, whatever it is that they're using. I don't know, though. I can't, I can't call it. I don't, I don't yeah. Something. I can't tell exactly what that sound <laughs> is that they're, it, that it is. It's but. the Timberland sound, dog. <laughs> he has his own shit. I will say, like, and I, I, I'll show you some, like, when we, if we do a Timberland more yeah. Timberland produced album, I'll show you like some stuff that I think that uh that does hit yeah, over time. Dog, but like he got a joint on this album that I think is fucking sick. There uh, you go, so, this so, man. So we'll get to the joint. Okay, we'll get, there. We'll get okay. There. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, the beat on this joint is dope, and I I fucking love the chorus on this joint. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's so vicious. It's so vicious. I felt like his hooks with the girl singing his name is so Jay Z, dog. It blows me, dog. Yes. <laughs> like shit. Personally, I like the third verse because I feel like you'll never really hear Jay Z talk about smoking weed. Like he'll look a little reference in like one line or something like that to it, but he don't spend like an entire verse talking about getting high. That's man. That's how you know Jay Z don't really smoke weed, dog. When, when, when he talks about weed enough to get to the weed smokers, yeah. But not really like like enough. doesn't ex- emphasize it. There's yeah. no there's no punctuation there's, on it. There's no weed song. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a weed verse. <laughs> but, All you get is a weed verse. Yeah. Nah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But uh, number uh, six, uh, you you don't know, son. I really like this song. You don't know what you do, do, do. And then the fucking court beat comes in, Yang. Yang, this beat, I want to say that this is one of the most recognizable beats. Hell yeah. Like, in, in probably the early like 2000s. I feel, and I feel like it's been used, like, in commercials. Oh, yeah. Like video games mm-hmm. and all kinds oh, of Oh, it's shit. been used in memes. You remember that joke where that, uh, fat black dude was in the meme, he was eating Popeyes and he was talking about Popeyes biscuits and all of a sudden he was like, they make you sing, they make you go, ah! And then they start playing the beats oh, in this yeah, and they raise yeah. the biscuit up in this rock side. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost <laughs> hilarious. Nah, but I like the verse. He was like, yeah, he says what? Uh, he says, I saw ice in the, I saw ice in the winter. I saw fire in hell. I am a hustler, baby. I saw water, water to a well. Yeah. When he hit that verse, I was like, good God. He was like, I was born to switch states, move on to get cake. Like, God, he was like from top to bottom. I was like, oh my God, this guy is just. 
straight killing this beat. Like nah, that, definitely. that beat goes hard. Definitely. That's one of my favorite songs, at least at this joint, like the beat, at least. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the best things about this joint is the kind of the lack of a chorus. Like, the only thing you really get for a chorus is, you don't know what you do, do. And then he just keeps going. But and see, I love those songs. You, you know what I like about this song, right? I like, I like the fact that it's creative enough to the fact where he kind of plays with the, the sample. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Where the sample, like you said, is the hook. And at the same time, he's kind of like, responding to the sample mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the verse is kind of like responding to the sample saying oh like he's he knows what he's doing pretty much yeah and he's, he's he's making his own way type shit so no nah, I, I definitely, definitely understand it. yeah but nah, this song overall like i think it's really fucking good like nah, definitely definitely all right uh number seven <laughs> we were talking about this earlier the hola Obito. <laughs> oh yeah nah, this is the beat yeah oh, the, the uh the timberland beat yeah okay the this i, I will say yes this beat it's dope as shit. Got rap in the choker. No, <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, I, like I said, this is, 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 the, the beat is dope, but again, this isn't, this is another song that like, it's not that I hate it, but it's never been one of my favorites For on the it? album. Yeah. I and I mean, like, like I said, I'll listen to it. I have no problem listening to it. Like if it comes on, I'm not going to skip it, but yeah. it's just not one of my favorite cuts. Nah, from this I'm, album. I'm not going to lie. This wasn't one of the songs that I like instantly jumped out and, and I like, I remembered. Mm-hmm. Listening to this joint, but I fuck with this joint. I definitely think uh, this joint has a vicious beat. Mm-hmm. One of the only Timberland beats I've ever heard that doesn't sound like every other Timberland beat. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, dog, but you can't tell me that the the jig of that nigga beat isn't the same beat for damn near every Missy Elliott song. I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry. I will say no on that, considering <laughs> that I'm a very big Missy Elliott fan. So yes, I will go ahead and. Uh, I will go ahead and dispute that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push that for next week's <laughs> for sure, for sure. Alright, so number eight is uh, "Heart of the City," which is another uh, popular, I think, beat that is a recognized, really recognized. Oh, yeah, probably even more so than uh, than you than you don't know. Yeah, I, don't think. I think this is. I, I wrote it down. I said this is probably one uh, the most iconic beat, if not one of the most iconic beats on this album. Mm. Like. Everybody knows it. Everyone knows this song. I mean, this song was used in commercials. This song was oh, played as yeah. shit on oh, comer- yeah. like on T is on like video, uh, radio. I mean, this song got mad play, especially since it was a slower song and it was more of a of a um, what I want to say. Um, it's kind of of a reflective, not a, really a reflective song, but it was just more. It wasn't as much of a Jay Z song at the time because Jay Z was definitely more of a get the party popping joint. Like I right. feel like this is one of the first albums where he had a lot of slow songs on it that were yeah. really hitting. So, um, yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of like uh, you know uh, uh, introspective because he's kind of talking about like you know niggas ain't pretty much hating on him. Yeah, shit, so exactly, it's pretty introspective in a way. I mean, I feel as if like that's that like old school feeling to it too. Like again, you know, like saying like. Ain't no love in the heart of Again, the city. Kanye West most likely. Right. So this is the old like, soul beat, you know? Yeah. It sounds like that old like motor, like GM General Motors Detroit yeah. music back in the day. Mm-hmm. Nah, Motown, yeah. baby. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because it definitely brings you back to like something. It's funny because like this is a uh this is the I guess the beat that cause Kanye talks about in the song Last Call from uh his first album i don't know i don't know if oh yeah the that ending that. song the last ending track. Joint. yeah he says that this is the song the first song that he made when he got to uh when he moved from chicago to new york or some shit and then this is the joint that like kind of like, took him off and, okay so okay is- i can see that 
you know, as long as Jay Z finds a beat that's that heavy like that, that he really fucks with. I mean, this beat goes hard. Yeah. And then, because if you think about it, right, like even uh, the next joint, with, which is you know, never change. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure it's produced by Kanye because I didn't check. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it is. I mean, if it goes along the track, I mean, the way it's sampled is, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, it sounds like a fucking Kanye song. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. And uh, honestly, the beat for that joint is great too. Like it, like both of them using or have incredible use of samples. Like this is the shit about Kanye that I miss. Like yeah. this is really what yeah. I fucking miss Hell about yeah. Kanye. These beats are fucking crazy. And you know what's crazy, right? Like, like I'm almost positive that there's there's beats that Kanye made in this era that probably like never got released or whatever. Oh yeah. Fuck. And we'll I'm sure he's got like the vault. Like Prince has like the vault of music. Kanye got it. Probably got a vault, vault of beats, beats. he ain't never used. That's fucking Shit. crazy, dog. Cause this no no bullshit. Like I, I would say, like Kanye from two thousand one to two thousand like four or five. Yeah, it's probably like nigga that 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 oh, that was untouchable Kanye. Yeah, untouchable like you Kanye couldn't you couldn't say shit to Kanye at that point. Yeah. That's Hell why yeah. when he did the shit he did, people put up with it. It was like, ah, it's just Kanye. And now with the shit else that he does, it's like... Well, I mean, honestly, he wasn't that bad at that point. Like, yeah, nah, he, he had his little weird inconsideracies. Yeah, I mean, he was carrying that fucking backpack around for years. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he really wasn't this Kanye at that point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he really didn't get fucked up until his mom passed away. I was about after to say that, that yeah. yeah, after his mom passed away, he turned into a whole nother he but, but I feel like he was always him in a sense where, like, he was going to do him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though his ideas weren't as skewed as they are now... But he definitely was was him type shit, you know. Yeah. Like, but his mom type. probably get him grounded though. That's why he was probably so abstract the way he is and shit. Yeah. So going up and down and to left and right. Yeah. That's but, a whole nother podcast. Yeah, for real. But going back to uh, never change number nine. Uh, I think that this um again I said the beat is tight. I think that some these are some of the like I can't say I won't say the some of the realist lyrics on the on the record, but young these lyrics. They hit, Doug, on this song. These lyrics are dope as fuck. And it is another reflective track. Yeah. Uh, basically on, and it's, it's kind of a weird thing because it's the slowest song. It's a reflective track on how to sell drugs, how to move shit, like how to, yeah. how to move in, in the hood, in the business of the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it also in, the, in one of the other verses, he pretty much compares, you know, moving music to moving. Yeah, you know, work exactly. So, so pretty much, that's like the whole thing, you know, with the with the um with the hook saying he, he'll never change, even though he moved from you know selling drugs to selling music, mm-hmm. he's still hustling just as hard. So exactly, definitely. Uh, I I think this is I think there's Jay, gems in this album, yo. yo. Alright, uh, so we're gonna go on to the next song, which is number ten, "Song Cry," which uh initially we thought was fucking produced by Kanye, but apparently it's produced by uh, just Blaze. Just, just Blaze. Just Blaze, responsible for the second half of every beat on Rockefeller. Yeah, no bull. <laughs> no bull. So, he's um, getting kicked by everybody on Rockefeller because he definitely made a lot of songs for them. No bull. Um, now, I, like I was saying, um, I was trying to remember, I don't know if this is quite as an iconic track, but I feel like a lot of people still know it. I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. And it was also a radio hit, if yeah. I, if I um, remember correctly. Yeah. Radio play. Um, and it's always interesting to hear about Jay-Z rap about a woman because he never ever really raps about people directly like that. Like, especially like right, right. someone he fucked up with or something yeah. like that. Like, remember, it took forever him to do that until fucking Lemonade again or until Lemonade came out and he yeah. did, uh, 444 four, 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 and yeah. talked about it then. So it's just, it's an interesting to hear, thing to actually hear about him. Uh, it's a very reflective track and shout outs to Ghostface for giving him the line. I know, uh, 
I know a nigga living whack like that, but you can't, uh, but you can't get a nigga back like that. Like that line was one of my favorite songs by Ghostface. And he turned it into, he, like, he used it real, real well. Uh, yeah, so he did. I was like, okay, you actually used somebody's <clears throat> line and it was like official, official. Like, you, all right. You know, it's funny. So like, uh, I remember like a couple years ago, like, like when I say a couple years ago, I mean like maybe, honestly, maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. I seen a video of somebody trying to like discredit Lil Wayne, right? And they were saying that he stole a bunch of, uh, like, old lines that people had used, like, recycled lines from, from old rappers. Yeah. But then I, I, I didn't realize that, I guess, a whole bunch of rappers do that shit. Jay-Z Everybody. was the one. Yeah, they were getting on Jay-Z about taking Biggs lines left and right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that, like, a thing? Like, most, like, like I think when Cam was getting at Jay-Z, that was one of the things that he was saying that, like, that Cam, uh, that, um, Biggs, like, fam or whatever should receive some kind of check for... <laughs> for how many lines, yeah. how many people's lines. Yeah, because, I mean, shit, another culprit, another of the biggest culprits of his lines were was fucking Lil' Kim. She stole, like, and used a whole rack of that man's lines in her, oh, in her songs. Probably so. I mean, she's part of Junior Mafia, so... I mean, that would make somewhat sense. Yeah, so... But, like, yeah, every every rapper always jacks or jumps. Like, the whole shit with, like, Soldier Boy and Drake, right? That whole that um, that junk that came over that with Drake, uh, I mean, Draco did, right? Yeah. Young Draco on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Yeah, Draco. <laughs> yeah, so he was, he said the whole shit about Drake. Drake did take that from him. That whole shit was yeah. right there. And we've seen. evident. Like, you yeah. put them next to each other, you can hear the exact same shit. And I mean, it's, it's like that with a lot of rappers too, but like, not to the extent as it is with some. Like, Drake and Jay-Z were, are two examples of like the most egregious. <laughs> like, uh, do it all the fucking time, or did it yeah. all the fucking time. But a lot of rappers do it, period. Yeah. They always it's take just, like that bar. It's always yeah. a bar. And then they start doing their own shit. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So, so I, I don't see it as like all they jacking nothing, cause it's just everybody does yeah, it from here back to before, and they're always gonna keep doing it. Exactly. But as long as you give that props to the person that you jacked it from, then I don't think there should be nothing wrong with it. Exactly. All right, number 11 is All I Need. And um, <laughs> I have to, like, uh, okay, the beat, okay, it's fresh. Like, I can't fake anything about the beat. But I love these, the the thing that makes this song <laughs> dated for me is the references to Armadale Vodka, the references oh, yeah. to Rocka Wear Clothing. <laughs> yeah, now he's like, Nike is right, right. Nike is low, Rock Wear's fitting. Fuck it. I guess I got Rockwear check. <laughs> like I was like, okay, nigga. <laughs> hey dog. First of all, let me start by saying, right, that I think the uh <laughs> the the Merrill impressions of Jay Z every time 100%. when I hear hundred percent. What you say? It's the rock Yes. They are one hundred percent on point. Like I don't care what anybody says. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> Now, coming from a musical standpoint, I love the motherfucking timpani drums that they use in the background because yeah. those are not typical drums that you'll hear in hip hop. Those are actually symphonic drums. They're used in symphonies, orchestras, okay. and type shit. And they're really deep, but they can also be tuned to make different pitches. So you have like four or five of them around you and can, they can play different pitches uh, of beats. That's one of the coolest like percussion instruments, in my opinion. Don't you feel like this beat kind of reminds you of the first strike? A little bit like the drums, at least. Like, yes. You know how like the, the mm-hmm. drums start off, like, and even the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very similar, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably, pro- probably produced by the same producer. Yeah. If it's I not, uh, if it's not Kanye, it's probably fucking uh, what's his face? Oh, no, yeah. some guy named Bink. Which actually, Bink? I've okay. I've seen somebody. I've seen this guy Bink produce a whole bunch of shit. Oh, right. I'm sure he has. There's producers that have been in hip hop that people don't know for years. Yeah, but if you really listen to it, just yep, like it the was, instrumental, it was number one. Mm-hmm. like it's just basic, like like five 
three and two like instruments at one time. Yeah. It's never like an outrageous amount. Yeah. It's always like it never overlaps so heavy. You know what I'm saying? It's mad clean. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like some so abstract like it go. Yeah. Like, that's just. <laughs> 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 nah, but the fun- a weird ass. You know, it's fun- you know it's kind of funny about this song, right? And I know it's kind of nitpicking here, right? The song is called "All I Need," uh-huh. but he-, he mentions like, like literally like fifty things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's everything that I need because yeah. I'm a millionaire and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't know if that's the whole point of the I'm song, rich, but. <laughs> Oh, and I think that the bass guitar drum that you hear in the back, like in the background, like that drum is so fucking mean. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's just the sample that they played or they actually had somebody in there playing it. Like, whatever. The drum is mean as fuck. No, definitely. All right, number 12 is Renegade featuring Eminem. Now, funny point, Eminem is the only, archer, uh, only artist featured on this album. Oh, Shiny Rose. Yeah, Shiny. I didn't realize that until when I looked up to see, okay, because I thought there was at least three songs with featured artists on them. Right. And I looked at it and I was just like, wow. No. <laughs> no, but you know, you I know, mean, they don't, they don't, they don't count the motherfucker who sang the chorus on Song Cry or any of that. Well, actually, and, that that's probably a sample. Come to think of it, and also and, the, the Ola Jovito, whoever the fuck that was. Uh, hey, they didn't credit him. They didn't credit him. At least not, not on, at least not on Wikipedia. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a couple joints. Um, like uh, Izzo, the the girl on H. Yeah. Izzo. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they all, there's, it's, it's a thing, in, there's a thing in music where they just like, they'll get somebody to sing something, but they won't credit them. For That's it, true. Yeah. Which is just really weird, but whatever. I mean, I like the, like the beat, everything you can hear, like the whole, I'm guessing it's not really a violin, probably like a cello in the back. Yeah, I think so. You yeah. I mean, that just, just, it's a really just a dark, kind of a, a dark hit hard beat, mm-hmm. like a, like just goes and goes. I think they both kill their verses, but honestly, I think Eminem outshines Jay Z on this. Track. Yeah, so pretty like, much he produced it and he killed it, and he was like, "Yo, here, put this on your album." Pretty much, <laughs> and Jay Z was like, "All right, bet." Right, but bro. Eminem was one of the hottest things at the time because he That's was brand true. new, and at that point in time, he hadn't worked with too many people. Yeah, he didn't. Like, I think at this point, he'd worked with Jay Z. And outside of uh, Aftermath, he'd only worked with like Jay Z. Uh, Missy Elliott and maybe a couple of other people. I feel like there was like a little mysticism about Eminem like back then. You know what I mean? To some degree, like, I feel like I mean there kind of was because <clears throat> he didn't work with nobody. He ain't really fuck with nobody, so he didn't talk to nobody. Like he was just one of those artists that you only really heard from him when it was and- when it came to music, and then he had like random interviews, but he wasn't big on interviews. So but see, I-, I feel like that's the whole thing about uh like. The difference between back then, being a fan of music back then as opposed to now. Yeah. You have 24 access to like all your fucking favorite yep. rappers. You follow them on Instagram yeah. and see what they're doing. You know exactly see what, what they're, they're thinking doing. on like, Twitter. Like, I feel like your, your idea of an artist would change so much, right? Mm-hmm. If you, all you had was the music that they make. No, I agree with you. Like, I, I, I really do agree with you because again, like, I feel like when we look at artists nowadays, especially artists that we grew up with back before the social media era, mm-hmm. it's just like when you see them like doing a lot of social media, it's weird because not a lot of them do a lot of social media. Like look at yeah. Jay-Z. Jay-Z might tweet twice a year. Right. And he don't, you know, Instagram at all. Like Beyonce on Instagram and she don't never put shit up. Like, right. like she'll put like one or two things Honestly, up a year. People whole, go wild. You and, know what I'm saying? And, so, and, and most of these times, right, where people who use uh, Instagram, they'll have somebody helping them, or exactly somebody who runs their page or some shit who posts like a whole bunch of older, you know, versions of yeah. their songs or whatever the fuck. 
Exactly. And, and as much as we love their music nowadays, like we don't like we've never really cared what happened in their personal life because it wasn't important before. Right. So unless it was like important because like they had a kid or some shit like that and you're really a big fan right, of them, right. then I understand, you know, but it's just like it's funny because I don't know that somebody that I don't even really give a fuck about had a baby. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. some rapper or whoever the fuck that I really do not give a fuck about like. Like, like, Youngberg had a baby. Who the like, fuck who, is? I don't even know who Youngberg is, so. <laughs> Youngberg, I, I think I haven't heard that name in, like, years. Dog, the wow. nigga had a Transformer chain, and he yeah. got it took. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. Niggas took that joint. <laughs> that's and hilarious. Gave it, nigga, whoever took, it was, I think it was Trick Trick or, or Trick Daddy. I think Trick Daddy took took the joint and gave it to his daughter, I want to say. Some shit like that. See? An OG right I there. I love that, man. <laughs> I love that. But uh yeah, now this song, uh fucking Renegade is actually really good, man. Hell yeah, no, but a- I had a I had a story with this John. Like my freshman year of college, I had two roommates. So I was in the triple, which is not common. Right. And one of my roommates was really fucking like he was really annoying kind of. But like the most annoying thing that he would do was that he would play this song repeatedly, just over and over and over. So when this album came out, like this was the only song that he would play out loud. And it was, I, it would drive me insane. It's just like, all right, like, was he Eminem this, fan? Yeah, he was a huge Eminem fan. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it was just because like, I feel like this beat, aside from the fact that it's produced by him, uh-huh. I feel like it screams Eminem. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean? for like, sure, for like, sure. The, the the drum pattern or whatever, and also just the whatever uh, horn or violin or whatever. He yep. Back. I feel like definitely screams Eminem. Yeah, for sure. All right, and actually, the last joint on this is number 13 called Blueprint, Mama Loves Me. And first of all, I think that this beat on this album is dope as fuck. I want to say that the shit is iconic, but, like, I think I'm just tripping because I like the beat so much. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) I put the same way. The beat is fucking sick on this joint, dog. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) And it's the same guy, Bing. Yeah. Oh, word, okay. And actually, I want to say that this is one of my favorite joints on the album. I mean, it's like reflective as shit. Like, he's legit going into deep details about his youth and how he got into music and how his family was and blah, 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 blah. So, like, I really think it's a dope-ass song. And I think this is a really fucking good way to end the album if you're going to do it on a slow track. No, I agree. I agree. Um, And he kind of ends it off pretty... I I like how he ends it off with the uh, My Mama Loves Me. Yeah, kind of just kind of like the beat rise off, and the beat is very like it's like a like a dark kind of like haunting kind of like uh, yep. background, and it's a vicious way to and to, whatever sample that whatever that's like it sounds yeah. like a chorus sample, yeah, like a church yeah, yeah. chorus sample. Yeah, not, man, yeah, nah. Whoever, dog, honest, you know, I'm looking up this this dude Bink, and he's done a lot of shit with Kanye too. So yeah, okay, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's what combination Kanye, effort probably, mm-hmm. or they work together yeah, and rubbed, rubbed off on each other. other. There you go. Yeah. See, he's worked. He, oh, nigga, you know what song he produced? You know that song that sounds uh, Santorini Grease, the, the oh, Rick Ross joint? I love that song. The joint that sounds like a fucking movie song. Yeah, cinematic as shit. Yeah. That's all Rick Ross music now, though. His All his music, anything slow, sound mad cinematic as shit. Like, for real. <laughs> like, you could use that in any movie and it's going Literally, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, any movie. These niggas could be a movie about, like, like you know, 13th century, like like royalty, and you could play Santorini, Greece, when the motherfucker like princess is being announced into the ball. Yeah, like, <laughs> shit, 
You can find a giant in any movie, dog. I'm telling you that. Yo, Rick Ross has the most serious production team. I'm telling you, like, they are fucking amazing. Like, if they they stop working for him, y'all really need to, like, look at Hollywood and be like, look at the fuck we do. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that should be. All right, and so that brings us to the end of the album. Uh, so what what are your um what are your overall thoughts on this drink, man? I'm surprised, man. I, I really was surprised. I wasn't a real big uh, fan of Jay Z up until uh, honestly up until he got on the joint with uh, Kanye and Watch the Throne. Yeah, and uh, even then I wasn't a big fan of um, the drink he released after that that he released on Samsung phones. Remember? Like uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail. Oh know. yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't really like that drunk like that to be honest. Nah, that drunk was a um, mess. Man. I feel, yeah, I feel like that was kind of just like a money grab of some sort. Yeah, I feel it. But uh, um, on Samsung, yeah, he raped Samsung. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like shit. Son, the funny thing is, I remember I had a Samsung and I was like, I, I wasn't a fan of Jay Z, but I, I felt kind of exclusive the fact that I was able to listen to the drink. Yeah, I got I even though even though niggas could get it a week later or whatever the fuck on the motherfucking tour yeah but, <laughs> or, that, or, or a day later on the for tour for real on the tour be you can get that shit or before year. on the motherfucking tour depends, depends on somebody have early release jump depends, <laughs> depends on who the plug is true. exactly but um but yeah I was definitely um I, I, was, I was surprised by the joint um I, I feel like like I said at the beginning I feel like this album it kinda it shows a transition between like like Jay being just a rapper to Jay being pretty much what he is today, which is a fucking damn near billionaire. Yeah, you know yeah, because I mean? that's it was around this time that he started doing all of his little ventures. And I feel like you can hear it in in a lot of the songs that he he raps about, you know, being smart, making you know yeah. smarter decisions and shit like that. And you know, I I looked it up and he was around like thirty two, thirty three mm-hmm. when uh, when his album came out. So it it would make sense that True. you know his. His content and his music might change a little bit. Exactly. To start being more about, you know, being more of a boss than being just a petty criminal. Exactly. Mm, you know, right. so. All right, cool. And uh, what about you? I mean, I like the album overall. I mean, it brought back memories back from, from what he used to be when he first came out with the music of doubt. Mm-hmm. So it rubbed up off man. And then, of course, like the money grabbing songs, you, you got to get them hits. Just like the sampling. And sampling was real live at this point. Yeah. Like, so. Just all the song cry and all the ones that he already had. I, I really like this album, so probably good about it. I've I've always liked this album. In fact, this is probably one of the albums that got like the most rotation while it was out. Uh, and I mean, that would have been for a while because you know music wasn't released that quick back then. Um, <clears throat> this definitely has like a lot of memories again connected to it because I was in college for a lot of it. End of, and depending on when it came out, like I don't really remember when it came out, but like probably gave us some summer jams and then on definitely through my freshman year um so like yeah i really do like this album like i think it's a legit album uh what uh what do you give it out of 10 uh i'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10 okay i feel like it's a it's a real solid album i i i really enjoyed it honestly i i didn't think i would because i wasn't i don't know i just had a i guess a preconceived thought in my head of jay-z's music but I definitely fuck with this joint. Okay. The production was real solid on on the majority of the shit, mm-hmm. um, except for that one simple beat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, but nah, the joint was official. I fuck with the joint definitely. Right. Eight point five. Bet. What about you, Will? Yeah, I was giving it like a nine. You know what I mean? Solid mm-hmm. nine. It was that like one song, few songs that you know what I mean. It's just it's bearable. Mm-hmm. It's more of the beat that you're listening to. 
But then maybe you could like slowly that'll turn into your jam because so many times you yeah, listen to that it. Happens. Yeah. And yeah. You know what I mean? You're like you start knowing the whole lyrics to the whole song. Of so. course. So your yeah, dad definitely was an album that, you know, at the point when it came out, like I was rocking to it. Of I course. remember yeah. being in school in the hallways with a Walkman or a C D player. <laughs> Probably a C D player. Shout out to this man. You know what I'm saying? Skipping every time I jumped and shit. Skirt, skirt, skirt. <laughs> yeah, man. Saturday night. Every time you running for the bus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9.5 because, again, I agree with you. There are a couple of songs on there that you're just like, you know, this isn't really my song, but the song is still good enough beat-wise or lyric-wise to really fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with any song. I think anybody, any song that anybody wouldn't like on this joint, you can just catch the lyrics are so good. You can still be like, okay, I kind of fuck with this song, even though I really don't fuck with this song. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that it it was a very well-crafted album. A well put together album, a very cohesive album, and it flows pretty well. Only, only blemish that I, only other blemish that I really think it has on it is that I don't like it when you put three slow songs back to back. Yeah. And he put three slow songs back to back. I want to say it was, what was it? Uh, it was, uh, Song Cry, uh, Never Change and Heart of the City. It's like they're all slower tracks, and I feel like, Maybe you shouldn't have put those all back to back. You could have spread them out because there are there is some heat on this album, some yeah. some good joints. But you know, it is what it is. But you know, I'd say nine point five. I'll give it. Okay. All right. And the fi- our uh, another question we usually give you guys: uh, How do you think it holds up over time? Honestly, aside from fucking Timberland beat, um, <laughs> I think most of the album holds up over time. I think. Uh, you know, like we were saying earlier, a lot of this uh, this album you've heard on commercials, you've heard um, either you know on videos online or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they're something. they're they're real. Like especially the the, the beats on them, they're uh, very uh, like recognizable beats or whatever. So I feel like um it hold it definitely holds up over time. I, I would say the okay. majority of the album. All right. What was the question? <laughs> Do you think it holds up over time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you know what I mean? But yes, it does hold up over time. Especially some songs do hold up more than others. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely like it's a it's a album which like if it comes on, no matter in what rotation, you're not just going to skip over it. You got to hear a few songs off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They pay respect to it because, you know, you can hear the realness of everything that he says. You know what I mean? From yeah. the end money, from the growth that he's doing to like, you know what I'm saying? You don't know he's a hustler you know what i'm saying so. all right um i'd say yes it does hold up over time majority of the beats i will concede that that one timberland beat uh does not hold up <laughs> uh what song was it again it was um that nigga jigga, jigga yeah jigga that nigga yeah that that beat is kind of you can definitely God, tell it's damn. old that's just um but i, I want to say it's really the only one like even though you can tell that these are old kanye beats um Nah, those, Kanye those, beats those, that he produced. Yeah, a lot of those sound really timeless, and it's amazing at how timeless they really do sound. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really do think that this album does hold up over time, uh, lyrically and beats wise, performance wise, for the most part. All right. And it was definitely good when he did it like, uh, what was it when he did it live? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he did the Blueprint Live, that was pretty yeah, fucking dope. Yeah, on MTV or whatever. Yep. Oh, the Unplugged one? Yep. Yeah, he, there was a couple songs he did from this one, and it was like, yeah. Like, like you could do it, like, so easy. Yeah. yeah. And the Roots were a perfect band to do that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect yeah. band to do yeah. anything yeah. with the hip-hop. 
all right uh and that brings us to the end of the album uh album review thank you guys for checking it out with us and yes, of course thanks to my man will for being yeah, here with I us know. today uh now we do have a like to give y'all a little album suggestions uh at the end of the at the end of each video so uh do you guys have an album you'd like to suggest to the world out there yes sir, yes, sir. i'm gonna go first i'm gonna say black sunday from cypress so it takes me back to when i was a little kid my brother's you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, there's a Spanish rap group and everybody's joining, but still. You know what I mean? You can't get like enough of I go on to get high. So it's just in that kind of album. So. All right. And for you, sir? I, I'm not catching the heat for this joint. Uh oh. But just because you went with the stuff, hot, hot take us? Hot take I'm, I'm going to have to go with the same. But I'm going to make sure I can name correct. Okay. But, uh, the uh, sweatsuit. Uh, oh, Nelly. Wow. Dog. Okay. I'm sorry, dog. I've actually never listened to that album. Sorry. I remember this joint. Actually, it was, I think it was just a sweat joint. Yeah, it was just a sweat joint. Because they had the joint Heart of a Champion on the joint. And, uh, yeah, not, I don't know. Just a vicious album, at least maybe nostalgically. Okay. But, um, yeah, man, Nelly was the man in 2004. All right. So. I, like I said, I've never listened to that album. I've only heard the uh, the radio tracks from it. So Probably so, me too. I don't really know shit about it. So check out check out uh, uh, Sweat and no. Sweat and Suits. It's a double album, right? Well, no, I don't know because it's Sweat and then there's Suit and then there's Sweat Suit. Oh God! So I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll check out the one you. Said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check out check out Sweat. All right. Alright, I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna actually go with Takeoff and, uh, The Last Rocket. Oh, what? Um, I've heard that dude. Between, I, I'd say give it a good listen because, Yo. like, I, it's, it's better than Quavo's. He sold me on Yeah, it, I bet. He sold me on Yeah, that, like, and I was really surprised to find out how good Takeoff was. I kind of always just kind of wrote him off as being able to maybe give you one good verse and blah, 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 blah. I but, thought, like, all he was good for was, like, yeah, yeah, his mad lives yeah. and shit. Like, I I didn't think he was really gonna give you like a really good song like when he gave it to you as a solo artist, but nah, he actually did his thing, and I was very surprised. So like, if you're uh, if you're a fan of the Migos, like definitely listen to Take Off's job. Or even if you're not, even if you're not, even yeah. if you're you know, even if you don't like the Migos, check this joint yeah, out. Check it out. Like, honestly, I, I feel like uh, even though Quavo gets most of the exposure, most of the he's like the bigger one out of all yeah. of them, I would say. I feel like Offset and Takeoff. I would even say Takeoff is probably the better rapper out of all three of them. I oh, say word. that. Okay. I say that all day. I used Offset to think it was Offset, but now I think it's Takeoff. So yeah, but either way, I, I feel like Takeoff doesn't get a lot of the credit due. So doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's the Michelle of the Migos. He's so. definitely Michelle. Of the Migos. But yeah, definitely Takeoff. <laughs> uh, the Last Rocket. Check that album out if you haven't done it already. Yes, sir. All right, and uh, y'all know y'all can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker and iHeartMedia. You can find us at www.facebook.com slash hiphopheadspodcast. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. Anything else you would like to tell the people out there? Shit, fuck Trump. Hey, suck hey. your <laughs> All right, y'all. From the U.S. to Barbados uh, and everywhere else around the world. And hey, El Salvador. El Salvador yeah. kicking it. Kicking it strong. Hey, we out of this month. Peace. Peace.